You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, I hope you're doing okay as we are trying to make the best of a cut short holiday and as you try to grapple with the sudden lockdown resulting from a quick getaway to France. Who'd have thunk it eh? One day you're trying to salvage something from the year, the next day you're trying to salvage the chance to go to work the way you planned. And that brings me on to this week's topic, which is a continuation of last week's topic, where we looked at what happens when your boss expects you to behave in an unethical way. Last week, we dealt with unethical conduct, which mainly involves low-level unethical expectations of you to maybe mislead a customer or to lie to a client or take a shortcut you know would produce an inferior product or outcome for a customer. As upsetting as this kind of conduct may be, especially if you're asked to engage in it, it's generally not seen in the same light as the step up to whistleblowing, which is a whole nother ball game. Whistleblowing, or to use its legal term, public interest disclosure, is far more serious than unethical conduct. Why? Because there is a whole law that surrounds the protection of workers who tell on their bosses and companies. And the reason the law is there is because it's generally accepted that when you need to blow the whistle on your boss or your company, then we're playing for much higher stakes. The statutory name for whistleblowing is the Public Interest Disclosure Act, which was formulated in 1998. And it's more commonly known as PIDA or the Whistleblowing Act. PIDA allows you to make disclosures about serious concerns that you believe to be true and which you believe by making your disclosure, you are acting to keep the public safe. The disclosures you make can be given to outside agencies or governing bodies that may have or will likely have some oversight responsibility for governing the work your company does. Your disclosure can be about concerns you have about things that have happened in the past, things that are currently happening or things that may happen in the future. And you don't need anyone's permission to make that disclosure because your primary reason for telling someone about the concerns you have about the way your boss or company may be behaving is to protect the public. Now, it doesn't take a genius to work out that if your boss found out it is you who made the disclosure to the press or to anyone else, well, your job wouldn't be worth the paper it was written on and you would more than likely be sacked on the spot. And this was the main reason for the passing of the PIDA legislation in 1998 because there was a need to protect workers who believe they are making whistleblowing allegations in good faith. 
and for the protection of the public. That legislation, as I said, is called PIDA, or the Public Interest Disclosure Act, or the Whistleblowing Act. And PIDA is now in place to protect you from facing reprisals because you made that disclosure. PIDA law, or whistleblowing law, says that if you have made what you consider to be a public interest disclosure, the law states that you should not suffer any harm or detriment for having made that disclosure in good faith. Now, the people protected under PIDA or the whistleblowing laws are employees of voluntary organisations, private companies and public sector organisations. Office workers are protected, factory workers are protected, trainees and students such as student teachers or nurses, agency workers and partners in limited liability partnerships are also all protected. So that's pretty much everyone who finds themselves working for someone else. The law states that if you make a public interest disclosure, you have the right to be protected by the Act. Now, although you can get protection under the Act for making public interest disclosures, the Act only covers you for making certain types of disclosures. And for those types of disclosures, there are four clear disclosures you can make. You can make a disclosure for acts of breaking the law. An example of such a disclosure might be if you suspect your company of committing fraud or deliberately mis-selling goods or services that are known to be inferior or not fit for purpose that could harm the public. You can make a disclosure when the health and safety of an individual or a group is being or likely to be endangered. An example of this type of disclosure might be if you know your company is failing to provide safety equipment to protect its workforce because the safety equipment might mean that people take longer to do the job or people may have to do the job in a way that takes longer and means the company won't make as much money. You can make a disclosure where the environment has been, is being or is likely to be damaged. An example of this type of disclosure might be your company dumping toxic waste into the rivers or public water systems instead of paying for the waste to be properly removed from the company. And finally, you can make a disclosure when a person or company has failed, is failing or is likely to fail to comply with any legal obligation they have a responsibility for. An example of this type of disclosure might be allowing older people in care homes to go hungry to save money rather than spending money on ensuring service users receive three healthy meals a day. Another example might be when a company is deliberately not paying workers at national minimum wage levels. So in short, you're protected under the Public Interest Disclosure Act if you make a complaint about criminal offences being committed, health and safety breaches that place people in danger, risk of or actual damage to the environment, miscarriages of justice, 
or if your company or any other company is breaking the law in its operations or if you believe someone is covering up wrongdoing. So the question that's often asked is when is a complaint not a whistleblowing complaint? Well, when you're complaining about personal or workplace grievances that you have, such as being bullied or harassed at work, these types of complaints are not whistleblowing complaints. And instead, they are complaints you would likely handle using the company grievance procedures. However, if you're treated this way because you made a public interest disclosure about wrongdoing at work, then you are protected under the Public Interest Disclosure Act because the Act says you cannot be victimised or bullied or harassed or treated in any way that's negative for having raised the alarm about wrongdoing at work or because you genuinely believed wrongdoing, such as I've described under the Public Interest Disclosure Act, you genuinely believe that that type of wrongdoing was taking place. And because you believe that and you made a disclosure, you are then being bullied or harassed or victimised. And when that happens, the starting point is still about raising a complaint within your company's grievance procedures. However, let's not kid ourselves here. Although your complaint starts with your company's grievance procedures, no employer about whom you have made a public interest disclosure is going to give you a fair hearing when you've just exposed their wrongdoing to the media or to a governing body. So the likelihood is that your complaint about the way you've been treated will end up in an employment tribunal because it's in an employment tribunal where you will get the kind of hearing that will look fairly at the disclosure you have made and the way your employer treated you because you made that disclosure. Now, there are complications with whistleblowing because it isn't all sweetness and light and straightforward. Making disclosures is not as easy as it sounds. And that's because people, government organisations and businesses get upset when staff from whom they expected loyalty then go on to make disclosures about the company or about individuals. And although you have the right to confidentiality and anonymity when you make a disclosure, if your identity is revealed and when thinking about that, think how easy we hear on the news about governments leaking documents in their own political parties. So if your identity is revealed, chances are you will be treated differently and negatively for having made that disclosure. Your character may be attacked, you may lose your job or be treated differently at work, and counter-allegations may be made against you to try to discredit you and take the heat out of the disclosures you've made. And if you have to fight any of this in court, you may not even get 
any legal help to support your defence. The world is littered with examples of people who made disclosures in good faith and which were clearly in the public interest, only to find that their lives have been changed forever for having made that disclosure and their lives have not changed in a good way. Also, the length of time it can take for you to come out of the other end of investigations and possible court cases will also test your resilience. However, I also know many people who have stuck to their principles and followed the process through, having made that disclosure because their conscience would not allow them to forget what they knew or forget what they had seen. Making your disclosures in good faith will certainly ease your conscience. It will also empower others to follow your lead. It will enable you to bring legal action against your employer if you're treated differently for having made that disclosure. It will certainly show you who your real friends are. But most importantly, your disclosure may possibly save current and future lives. As workers begin to move back to their workplaces en masse, you may be faced with the desperate things some employers and businesses attempt to do to try to recover their business edge in their respective markets. Set against this backdrop, workers are going to find themselves in the front line of defence against the kinds of wrongdoings that could really harm fellow workers, customers, service users or the environment. And you could find yourself facing the dilemma about whether to speak out. If you're not sure about doing this, it's always best to confide in someone who you trust about your fears and concerns. It always helps to have that support with you before you step into the world of whistleblowing. But step into it you must. Because we just don't know who is going to be at the receiving end of the consequences of major wrongdoings in the company's you work for. And that's it for this week. If the information in the podcast resonates for you and you want to raise a complaint or grievance, then you know the drill. At the end of the show notes, press the see more button and you'll see live links that will take you to some helpful grievance support templates and other information. Remember to let others know we're here by sharing our content and leaving us a review on the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening and where you can leave a review. We'd love to know what you think. We'll be here next week when we'll delve into another podcast topic dealing with everything employment rights and the job. Thanks for listening and have a great working week.